0: Hi. Welcome to What's Right with special guest, George W. Nower. That's me. <laughs> George gets to be on the broadcast today. George is I my husband. We I are am. so excited to have you. Make sure that as you are logging on, that you comment, tell us who you are, where you're watching mm-hmm. from, so that way we can say hello to you. Hi. And make sure to share the broadcast because somebody that you know needs to hear what is about to be shared today. And yeah, we're excited about today. We've got mm-hmm. some pretty cool equipment up and stuff, so we get to see your comments in real time. Like I can see wow. Ashley right now saying, "Hey Barrett, love you" on YouTube because we're we're fancy fancy schmancy now. So it's good to see you. Mr. Kevin says, "Hi, Mr. George."
1: Hello. And Hi Holly. Johnny Hi Eo. Hi Johnny. Eo says Hi, Kevin. very
0: excitedly, "George!" Eo. <laughs> I'm excited you're
1: here. I'm excited to be here.
0: Whoa. I Whoa. like your shirt. Thanks. Welcome. I may have picked it out, but Yep. I, I like it.
1: Yep. It's I'm nice. a firm I like believer that if a guy is married and he walks out the door and he doesn't look presentable, it's his, he needs to submit to his wife. <laughs> it's humility for you.
0: I, I like it. It's a good shirt. You look good. Yes. Thank you. welcome.
1: A friend I- gave it to me.
0: Uh- Friend gave it to you. I didn't
1: even pick this shirt out.
0: Whoa. Justin.
1: Justin gave me this. Whoa. You did. Looks very nice. Yeah, so thank you, Justin. Thank you.
0: <laughs> we have somebody watching from Kenya. I don't want to say your name wrong. So hello, Humphreys from Kenya. And Jade says, hello, family. Love y'all. Hi, Jade. And Ashley is teasing me. All types of fancy. <laughs> it's true. Charlotte says, good morning. And Pastor Nicole says, George, Pastor Nicole. very similarly to Rachel yep. Ann. <laughs> well, we're excited to have everybody. Remember, as you are hopping on, Chris. comment, tell us who you are, where you're watching from, and because you're on the broadcast, yes, we've been playing this or that.
1: I know. And I'm Superman and Captain America, by the way. I know. I'm a fan of them. I know. I am them, because you can't reveal secret identities, but I'm a big fan of them.
0: Batman has a secret identity. He Iron does. Man has a secret identity. I, oh, I
1: just said that I'm Superman and Captain America, and then that's
0: I true. said I can't
1: be that because that's oh. a secret identity. You can't say that well, you're superhero. Then explain
0: a superhero. to me how, when you're sick, you have a Batman voice. Like how, anytime your voice goes, it goes into Batman. I don't say
1: I'm Batman. I'm just you ha- absolutely have
0: absolutely. Well, that's because it's
1: in the Batman voice.
0: <laughs> Death has a ringtone <laughs> yes. of you
1: going, I'm Batman. <laughs> the kids at school think it's awesome too. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, anyway.
0: <laughs> anyway. This is just us, <laughs> married folk chatting. <laughs> Kevin says that he's still in New Jersey for now. What? How's New Jersey? Is it snowing there? I feel like it was snowing there recently.
1: It was cold. It was thirty-six degrees here yesterday.
0: Chelsea, Chelsea's waving. Hi, Chelsea. I love you. Okay, so back to the game. Okay. Because you were on, I picked this or that specifically for you. Oh, good. I designed them for you. Yeah, good. I. They they're pretty easy. Yeah. I could have done like more embarrassing ones, but okay. I did pretty easy ones. All right. Okay. Okay. First, got? this or that of the day. And Kevin says there was snow on the ground 2 days ago. Gross. I am so sorry that there was snow on the ground. That is snow the Snow is awesome,
1: just maybe not right now.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I like snow just fine, but I there should not be snow happening right now.
1: I agree. Snowball fights in uh, middle of May is a little weird.
0: Yeah, it's 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 not good. Okay, so our this or that's mm-hmm. for right now. Okay. Are. Okay. Football. Or hockey.
1: How about well? How about baseball? Because that's what the screen says.
0: So I thought about baseball.
1: Yeah. The,
0: does it say baseball? Yeah. Oh, I meant I, I did a football one that I was going to do earlier. Baseball okay. or hockey. Just okay. kidding. Right. Surprise. Okay. I'm just seeing if you're paying attention, <laughs> if you're an active participant.
1: I am. Well, I try to be.
0: OK, so baseball or hockey.
1: Baseball, hands down. That is national <laughs> pastime. It is America's pastime. My favorite team is Chicago Cubs. They're red, white, and blue. It doesn't get any better than that. Little asterisk, little star behind, sorry. <laughs> Hockey is really fun to watch, and I really enjoy watching hockey.
0: The Chicago Blackhawks yes. are really offended right now. Like they're really well, upset with this. They
1: just it. fired their head coach uh, last season, the one that took them to the three uh, Stanley Cup championships. And they decided to say, bye bye. And so <laughs> we're going to start from scratch again. I'm a Bears fan, too, so I'm used to starting from scratch.
0: Okay, so Holly says baseball, EO says hockey, Natalie says hockey, Kevin says hockey, Pastor Nicole says that she likes them both.
1: Pastor Nicole and I have been on the same sheet of music this entire week. Everything that she said, like the waffle (laughs) or pancakes, French toast, absolutely.
0: So this is where I feel like the Lord really blessed me with you, in that you and Pastor Nicole are so similar, and mm-hmm. you're like my husband and my person, and she's my pastor and my person. <laughs> yeah. So I just have both of you all together. So it's, it's pretty great. Um, I have the girl version of you, I have the boy version of her. It's, it's just, it's really nice. Um, <laughs> yes. Prilla says baseball. <laughs> Abby says baseball with exclamation points. That's how Thank I Thank you,
1: Abby. It.
0: Chris says baseball. Johnny says baseball. Charlotte says baseball. Uh, Marky says she doesn't know if she can pick.
1: Marky, you can't be Switzerland.
0: Uh, Pastor Cole says if it were football, that would be easier to choose. Baseball is America's sport, but hockey, fights, hollering, fantastic times. The
1: first hockey game we went to, there was a, we got glass seats and there was a fight literally from her to I, that distance, there was a fight right in front of us within the first five minutes. Barrett was sold.
2: Awesome. I mean
0: I'd been to hockey before. Yes. I'd just never been to hockey with George. And George like George, when you meet George, for those of you when you meet him in nice person, to meet you. he's very like put together and he's like he's reserved. he's very formal, reserved is a good word, but man alive, you take him to a hockey game and like there's hockey. there's a there's a flip or a switch that gets flipped inside of him and it's alive, George. So I was I was pretty pretty big on blood being on the glass. It was pretty cool
3: um there was blood on the glass
0: there was like there was a legit fist fight Mm -hmm. and he shoved his face into the glass and so there was blood left from his nose god's favor pastor (laughs) (laughs) kevin says there's nothing better than live hockey lisa says hey and bye we love you lisa
1: hi lisa okay bye lisa this or
0: that number two also i look way taller than you in the shot because of how we're positioned um ooh, I know. This is a tough one. I know.
1: Oh man! I thought of you. This wow. was
0: especially for you. I figured that Abigail would Ugh. would be pretty amused with this one too, because she knows the depth of your love for these two things: sharks or dinosaurs. Wow. Which one? I don't know. And just like that, okay mine. So
1: wrong. it goes back <laughs> to grade school, and you have multiple choice test: A, B. And then whichever one hurts the most, that's the answer. I'm going to go with sharks.
0: What is Jaws going to think of that decision? Your 40th birthday, yes. we threw you a shark birthday party. We sure did,
1: so I said sharks. Boom, waka.
0: So you prefer sharks to dinosaurs?
1: As of right now, I do.
0: What's Godzilla going to think? Uh, God- about Jurassic Park?
1: Godzilla doesn't exist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what you think. People didn't think that Jurassic Park existed, and yet it came back like Although I will times. say,
1: Loch Ness Monster, I believe, is true.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Is Loch Ness Monster, does it look like a brontosaurus?
1: Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) And those of us that know, call her Nessie. Uh Nessie.
0: (laughs) Okay. Holly says dinosaurs. Johnny says dinosaurs. Natalie says dinosaurs. Pastor Nicole says sharks because that means beaches and sands and (laughs) seashells. Chris says sharks. Kevin says sharks. She's not
3: biased at all.
0: Dunn. It's the
1: only song I can play on the piano, by the way.
0: Abigail has figured out a really unique way to be Switzerland by saying the shark dino from Jurassic World. Nice. Uh, Priscilla says dinos. Io says you can't do that, Rachel. (laughs) I choose answer C, both of them. them. You you can't do that. (laughs) It's not how it works. (laughs) I I didn't answer with the first one. I think I'm a.
2: You're a baseball
0: hockey. person really i How's it come? i like when we've so george and i the last time we went to a baseball game we were the sole people singing any of the songs oh it was
1: so. great i didn't care <laughs> <laughs> didn't care at all
0: <laughs> so i enjoy the enthusiasm that comes that. alive at baseball games <laughs> and they're just really chill like i like yes. hockey and the violence aspect of it I don't know what that says about me, but that I like that. But I really like that baseball is chill, and I understand what's happening in baseball. Like, oh, somebody hit the ball and it went that far, and this person's running after it. Like, very simple game. I know what's happening. It's a little white ball.
1: You got to chase it, and you got to throw it to somebody before they tag something. That's football.
0: It. I have no idea what's happening in football. Like, no clue really what's going on. Um, but baseball, I can follow mm-hmm. baseball. And yeah. George and I have gone to a Chicago Cubs game, so yes. it, it's the sport that I try to keep up with the most to make slight conversation with George. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just... I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get that. Our last one. Okay. This one isn't so much like specifically toward you, but I thought you and I could have a fun conversation about it. Okay. Last, this or that of the day. Okay, would you prefer to drive? or fly depends
1: on where we're going
0: so you and i have a trip coming up and we are going to texarkana soon yes i know we've already decided how we're traveling but let's say it was god's like whichever way you want pick Mm -hmm. whichever way you want because we were led on what we did Mm -hmm. which way would you prefer to get to texarkana 16 hours away
1: uh that road that trip i would like to be a road trip but like if we're going to Hawaii. Do we want to drive or fly? I'm going to, I'm going to pick fly. How are we going to drive to Hawaii? <laughs> I'm just, saying. Like I, we, I'm just we, saying. We physically can't drive to Hawaii. I'm a guy that likes to know my right and left limits. Okay, if
2: we're going
0: from here to California, yeah. which way would you like to oh, get fly. to California?
1: Absolutely. Fly. <laughs> Hands down. Fly. <laughs>
0: yes. I. What about you? I like flying a lot. I think it depends on who I'm traveling with. But I, I like flying a lot, but I really, really like the road trip aspect yeah. of of going someplace. Yes. If I have the extra time to get there yes. and I'm not in a crunch, then I would prefer to drive.
3: Nice. John Napier, hello. Yes. Drive, drive, he, drive. John drive, Napier drive, said drive, my man drive. George.
0: My man George. John. <laughs> okay, Please I see Please
3: of... do that one more time. John. <laughs>
0: oh boy, George is here, everybody. <laughs> Prillis is driving, she likes to see the land. Johnny says driving. Jade says, Who are you with? Alone, spouse, kids, She didn't day.
3: say who are you with? She said, Who you with? <laughs> who you with?
1: <laughs> is there even an H there?
0: <laughs> I okay, so if it's if it's just you and your husband, which way would you prefer? I think if I was alone I would prefer to fly. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd do that.
1: I had a friend of mine that uh, was stationed in Alaska, Fort Wainwright, and he drove from Fort Wainwright to Fort Bragg in a pickup truck with no radio by himself. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it,
3: it depends on your personality in there, too. Mm-hmm. You can talk with the Lord. Yes. It'd be awesome. Yep. Yes. That's, I miss that time. Mm-hmm.
0: Which ah, one are you? Hello.
3: It really depends. Uh, I don't like wasting time. So I'm very much not... I don't like wasting time. Yay. (laughs) So, but time with the Lord is not wasted time. So that's a different situation there. So it's uh, like what you just said with um, Texarkana. Texarkana is a different place because getting to Texarkana from here, the flights are really weird to get in there. So it's definitely... I mean, I've been there and been delayed and missed flights because of it's weird flights to that particular location, but um, I I like driving that, Um, but that's a long drive. Generally, if it's under six hours, without question, I drive, Mm -hmm. without question. If it's under eight hours, under 10 hours, it's a question mark. I generally would choose drive because I'll spend that time with the Lord, and that's precious, precious time. I love it. Uh, but then there's, um, if it's over that, it, it gets very tedious over mm-hmm. six to eight hours. So, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. When, oh, that was weird, when, when. <laughs> when George and I went to Texarkana last year, we drove it. We flew it the first year, and then last year yep. we drove, we did. and did obviously we go down for a minister's conference and the minister's conference is the best part of the week but i found myself looking so forward over the last year to doing the drive again with george because it was just concentrated time me and george in a car without being pulled on by other people and without having to do anything else Mm -hmm. other than just be in the vehicle together so i i think for that aspect i like the driving portion of it
1: as long as you love the person you're with being locked in the car with them it makes it the easier
0: person. yes I'm, I'm glad that that was an enthusiastic i, am I do in love with my <laughs> yes. wife and the car well, i realize
1: some fun. people might <laughs> might look at it as going i got a 12-hour cage with wheels with them <laughs> <12-hour> that, would, <laughs> cage that would be bad wheels in them. <laughs> that would be bad but uh, the road trip was absolutely fun uh, last year and it's more relaxing because you own For me, I like to own the schedule more, and if you're flying, then you're, I got to get to the airport, got to get my connecting flights, got to go get my bags, rent a car, all that stuff, yeah. But if you're renting a car, you know, just when we went on our honeymoon, you know, and we looked at that. Did we want to fly somewhere, or did we want to drive somewhere? And we didn't want the hassle of the pressure of flying and meeting all those time hacks, where if if it's a drive, then we can just get up and go whenever we want.
0: Yeah.
1: And we have a car when we get there, because we brought it.
2: Yep.
0: Yep. You you prefer to drive a lot. Mm-hmm. I do. But George George jumped out of planes, so maybe it's you know <laughs> this is just what George. It's the opposite now. Well, I didn't you land jumped with Jumped out them. of planes a lot, and now you yes. you drive a lot. Well, okay, like Kevin driving. says driving is part of the adventure. Yes uh jade says my thoughts exactly to, to george's part is that what you're saying my thoughts mm-hmm. exactly uh natalie says driving but if long distance fly pastor nicole says yep depends on the destination fly to hawaii drive if it's less than eight hours or can be broken up into a couple of days because that's adventure with family yes absolutely yep. your daughter not george's daughter uh, pastor's daughter <laughs> says it would be hypocrisy against my family lineage to say anything except flying because you know the Wright brothers. And <laughs> <laughs> Who said that?
3: Abby. <laughs> That's funny. And then, Typical Kev- Abby.
0: Kevin says, Whoa, paratrooper George.
3: Yep. Oh my goodness. Whoa. Well? Oh, you did it fine. And <laughs> George knows. <laughs> it's an <laughs> army word that means um, a lot of things, it's like the
1: catch all. Yeah. So.
0: George is in the army. This, I was. This, this is my introduction of George inside. <laughs> yep, there you yep, go.
1: I was in the Army for 20
3: years.
0: It wasn't like he just on vacations jumps out of the emergency exit, like, okay, it's just time to go. That
3: would be bad. <laughs> so uh, let while I'm talking for just a second, telling a story, come fix this main camera, please, so it has all three of us for the time being. but uh, So one of the main things that really I enjoyed was when – I took George Jade is on here. I took George to a hockey game, and I took <laughs> Paul to a hockey game, and so I'm expecting. So Paul's like outgoing. He's you know he's always yeah. he's always outgoing and and he's talking and he's loud, especially with sports. Yes. You know that kind of especially with sports, and uh, George. You know, he's watching, he's thinking, and things like this. So I take both of them to a hockey game. I'm expecting George to be sitting there like analyzing the hockey game, you know. And I'm expecting Paul, the you know, fight breaks out. I'm expecting Paul like, yeah, like that. So I took them both on on different occasions, and when I did, uh, you know, when I took them both, no, all right, good. When I took them both on this uh, occasion. They, the response was totally different than what I expected. I mean, it was totally different. So uh, Paul sat there, and Paul was going, and a fight (laughs) broke out. I'm like, yeah, yeah, fight, you know, And, uh, and Paul's like, I'm like, who is this guy? You know, what, what is going on right now? I don't, and, and I'm expecting him to love it, you know, and uh, George and I go, and uh, George's like, yeah, I'm like, George, (laughs) settle down, man, say, cool, it's like we got neighbors, you know, and uh, I was like, what happened? This was the flip-flop of what I expected, so it was funny. I, I enjoy
0: those moments of George because for a long yeah. time George was very reserved around people, and then it would just be me and George. And it would be a totally different ballgame. Yeah. and so I enjoy doing things like that where more people get to see different sides of him. So when we first went to a like our, a boomerang family hockey game, and we had different people of the church go, and George was like lit up. I had different people look around, and be like.
1: Who is that?
3: George? <laughs> Good. where did he come from? It's, just, it's really fun. It's yeah. neat
0: to be able to see different people see you.
3: Yes. I want to go to a baseball game. Yes. I want, I want to go to a baseball game.
0: The so. Charlotte Knights are a fun team to go watch.
3: Dear Corona, yes. go away. Amen. So we can go yes. to a baseball game.
0: Amen. Yes.
3: And people won't judge us for being there. So, yay.
0: It could be very fun if it was just us there and watching the
3: team. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. That, that would, would not bother nope, me at all. all. No line. I would shout for the whole stadium. Yes. Be really exciting. And a hot dog. You got the ballpark hot dog. Yeah, right. Yes. And Cracker Jacks. Yes. <laughs> That's you the one with hot the toys. Yes. Peanuts and Cracker Jacks. <laughs> Mark Presley. Yeah. Good to see you, sir. Cracker Jacks have <laughs> prizes, they get toys in them.
0: Deb says, Joe! Hi,
3: Deb. I can hear her. Yes, yeah, I, I can hear that,
1: too. It's weird. Not even it's here. It's in my head. In my head. Uh, Jade Jay- says, okay. remember back in the day when ball games were legal. Yeah, yeah good, good times. times. Okay.
0: Though they're supposed to be opening up, I heard something, I think Jonathan Shuttlesworth was talking about it, that opening, like, it, they're supposed to open up in June, and then games are supposed to be starting in July, is what he had read from...
3: june's in like two weeks
0: all-star baseball
3: (laughs) i had yesterday it was like they're they're prepping to Mm -hmm. you know save themselves basically so yesterday they say the the governor here says um unless we do a lot more testing uh we're we're gonna have to extend out phase two and i just i was like retweet hashtag no (laughs) no stop stop it yeah you know all right if you are afraid fine yeah. go stay in your house otherwise let me out yeah. is is not right I'm, I'm really getting irritated at yeah. it so well
0: it's not you, you quarantine people hashtag no you don't quarantine perfectly healthy. exactly
3: people. yeah yes. that's the thing Yes. if they're sick okay fine you you can quarantine them I get that and then you let them go yes. when yeah. they're done yeah. yes But I don't want to be quarantined, so sorry. And I'm not afraid of it. That's the thing. We were talking about it last night in um, uh, our university. When you understand that God is a covenant God, you understand how he can speak in absolutes and say, no plague will come near my dwelling. No. Every fiery dart, no evil will befall. You understand that because God is a covenant God. He's an absolute love God. And uh, so, yeah, amen. Hashtag no, for real. Yeah, and Kevin, that's what I did too. All caps. Hashtag no. Yeah. So.
0: I coughed in public today, and I had four oh. different people. I know, I had four different How people like turn around you. and look at me, and I just I just started laughing. It's yeah. it's, it's
3: next just time just no hey worries. Laura Jacobs Booth.
2: Hello. Good Hello. To you. Good, Good to see you. you.
3: All right, so, amen. You ready to jump in? Yes, sir. You are? Yep, both feet. Both feet, awesome. See ya. <laughs> Share the broadcast, we bye love bye. you. Let's jump in. The man who would be king. The man who would be king. Look, we, it's like it. Oh, they moved the camera, that was smart. So let's go to First Samuel chapter 21. So yesterday we were talking a lot about, uh, yesterday we were talking a lot, <laughs> somebody walked in front of the camera, wasn't <laughs> That's funny. Barrett didn't know that they had switched to that camera. <laughs> it's funny. We actually have a different setup here today, so it looks a lot more different. But uh, we actually have come in and we uh, have a little bit of what we're seeing here on the screen, so it's funny. Hey, Rebecca Beard, welcome to the broadcast. So yesterday we were talking about uh, Covenant. Covenant. And God's heart of covenant, I'm telling you, the last two days, Monday and Tuesday, there was an anointing on yes. these services. I mean, there was a heavy anointing on them, on these broadcasts. You should definitely uh, watch those. Yes. So we're looking at uh, 1 Samuel 20 uh, yesterday, and that was the covenant between Jonathan and David. And basically the parts of a covenant are that you love somebody as you love yourself, and that covenant is forever. Covenant is forever. And this is one of the things, amen, Kevin said, yes, indeed. Uh, Covenant is forever. It's not something that goes back and forth. It's not something uh, that's here and there. No, covenant is forever. Mm -hmm. And uh, so then you go into, we're really starting into the wilderness period for David. And let's look at 1 Samuel 21. Then David came to Nob to... uh, Ahimelech the priest and Ahimelech came trembling to meet David and said to him, "Why why are you alone and no one with you?" David said to Ahimelech the priest, "The king has commissioned me with a matter and has said to me, "Let no one know anything about the matter on which I'm sending you and with uh, with which I've commissioned you, and I have I have directed the young men to a certain place." And then I want you to see something here. Uh, This does not, people can be in fear over things. People can be in fear over things wrongly. Um, I think we saw some of that at the beginning of the coronavirus because perfect love casts out all fear. If we're in Christ, we should not be operating in fear, worry, anxiety, all of those things he says don't do. Uh, So people can be in fear wrongly. But then you start to recognize things. So for example, a couple of years ago I was looking at uh, April 15th, because it was tax day. Mm-hmm. You've got to get all your stuff together and prepare it and have have your taxes done. And I thought, you know, every year, every year, I hate getting all this stuff together. I understand. It's a burden. Yeah. It's a burden. And if you talk to people, there's almost nobody that enjoys tax day. A lot of times, they may be happy that they're getting money back, but they hate putting it together. Right. It's a burden. Right. And so a lot of times you can see things uh, by what they produce in the people. So for example, I was thinking, you know what? This is a bondage that everybody despises, everybody. Mm-hmm. It is a bondage on the people in that way. So I see here it with the Himelech, mm-hmm. the presence of David showing up. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think everybody knows at this point that Saul was not friendly towards David. Right. So just David's presence makes Ahimelech nervous right. and fearful. And so what you see is a bondage. Listen, the, the Word wants, shows us the truth, and if we continue in the truth, it will set us free. Amen. And when we continue in the Word, mm-hmm. it will, will know the truth, and the truth will set us free. God's plan always is to bring us into freedom, yep. never to put us into bondage, and so if we see things that are consistently putting people in bondage, you can tell god 's not in that right god 's not in that so one of the things that you see right here is that here's here 's a bondage, and you can tell the actions of Saul uh-huh. are not godlike because they 're putting people in a fear yep. and putting people in a bondage and so a good thing for us to look at our life is. How many things, hey, Doyle, good to see you. How many things are we operating in our lives where it's a constant bondage? And you can tell that's not where God is. Right. And so one of the things that, uh, do you have anything on that?
1: Uh, just Jesus was so, you know, when, they, when they tried to trap him with that, do we pay what's to Caesar? And he's like, here, give me this fish. All right, here, this is what you need to give him. Yeah. Boom, done. You know, it was just very matter of fact. Okay, you want to stress over this? Here, here you go. Yeah. Yeah. you know, get, freeing them from that bondage
3: when they're like, this is a requirement, you have to do this. He no, made no, it simple. Yes. He made it easy to deal with. Yeah. But like, for example, this and just, you know, today as as you're on the broadcast, if you've got something, just take it. If I need it, I'll take it back from you so that, that you're comfortable with that. Yes, sir. Sometimes when when people get on the broadcast, Abigail did it some last week, when they get on the broadcast, they're like, pastor, yeah. I want to honor you. So uh, but I want mm-hmm. you to talk. Yeah, they'll just be quiet and let yeah. me talk. That's not why you're here. Yes. Sir. So different purpose, different mission. Okay, ready? Good. So now you got it. Done. See, I love a military mindset. You just set a you set a parameter and Hit. then you stay in the guardrails. Yes. Stay within the guardrails. So rails. that's right. Dr. Barrett, <laughs> I need my right left limits. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So he says this in Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, and Mm -hmm. I will give you rest. So that shows what you were saying there. Mm -hmm. As soon as they they went to Jesus with this, hey, this is heavy, he says, Mm -hmm. let me show you how to make it easy. Mm -hmm. I'll show you. And so one of the things that, and carrying on, uh, verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. So the key is that we take the yoke of Jesus upon us and we learn from him. So in other words, if, you, if we were yoked together and I mm-hmm. moved to the right, you would feel the pull to the right. right. So you wouldn't want to fight that. You would go with it, especially if Jesus is the one leading that, right? Mm-hmm. He says, look, take my yoke on you and learn from me. Mm-hmm. In other words, I'll teach you where to go, how to go, and I'll make it easy and yep. light. For I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul's For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So every time the Lord is leading us to a place of easy and light, but the devil and the world is leading us to the places of hard and heavy. And what you see right here is hard and heavy coming on Ahimelech the priest because of the decisions of Saul. Saul has set up now that the whole kingdom is stirred Mm -hmm. and in heavy Mm -hmm. and hard because of his ungodly decisions. And so the way, one of the things that we've talked about is, if you want to find out if you are in uh, the will of God or not, look at the symptoms of what it produces. If you are not in easy and light, then you're somehow outside of the will of God. Now that doesn't mean that we don't accomplish and overcome some things, but it means that even in the battle, I can have it easy and light. I can have it easy and light. You've probably heard stories of generals and stuff like that where they go into the battle and they say, look, if I die, I die, but Mm -hmm. I'm not going to worry about it and be in fear over it. In other words, they're operating in easy and light just like Jesus on the boat. Um, And that's you want to tell them about Jesus on the boat where you have two different? Well, well,
1: first off, I was thinking it was when I was a kid, I always thought that yoke was something heavy. So that verse is, okay, you're going to flip out a horse, put you in there boom, you still got something heavy on it, but it'll be easier. But the yoke is nothing more than just the direction movement. It's to give you guidance. It's it's not something heavy at all. It's just, hey, follow my directions. That's a great point. Everything just comes naturally, just flows. So once you learn the flow and that shows you how, then the rest of it just falls into place and there's your easy yeah. light. It's yeah. like you're walking on a moving sidewalk. Yes, yeah. you that know? And that's what I was thinking of was, was that part right there. And that was something that the Holy Spirit didn't show me until... A couple of years ago.
3: <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs> well, and for those who haven't seen this or heard this, one of the things to pay attention to is this, is that when Jesus was on the boat in the storm, uh, you had the same situation, but you had two different groups of people. One person was in an easy and light, and the other people were in fear of everything. So uh, what you see is that when they moved, when they moved into that storm, the disciples flipped out, yep. and they were in hard and heavy. Same situation, exact same situation, Here's, here is Jesus easy and light. Yep. So he's got it easy and light, because, but they have it hard and heavy. In yep. other words... Uh, so a lot of people, they think, well, I, it, I've got to have it hard and heavy when I'm going through the battle, when I'm going through the storm. No, Jesus did not. So see, when we learn to walk like him and right. take his yoke upon us, right. then all of a sudden we'll learn, okay, this is actually how Jesus wants me to do it. Right. If if the disciples followed their example, hard and heavy. If they followed Jesus' example, easy and light in that moment. And so it's important for us to recognize uh, exactly, that we can be in a place that that seems like to the world and conventional thinking is hard and heavy, but the yoke of Jesus is easy and light. Yep, and
1: and two, I mean, what do they fall back on? They, I would say that they fell back on their experience, what logic says. There you go. You know, so they're looking backwards, and Jesus is looking forwards. He's already saying, "Hey, I've already got the victory for this. Keep your eyes on me through this." Boom, and it's easy. It's light. Yeah. You know, and when things start to get heavy, you're thinking about yourself. You're thinking about last time this happened, this is what happened. Yeah. What do I need to do to get through this? You know, you put your checklist in there and start checking things off, and you're not looking for the boom, God's already got this all taken care of. I just got to, I just got to rest, hear from Him, and that's the direction I go in.
3: When we know that his arm is not shortened, when we know that God loves us with an everlasting love, we know that his arm is not shortened, we know that we're kept from the enemy, and that becomes a reality to us, we can settle down even in the midst of a storm. Because what Jesus had, Jesus and the disciples had the same thing. He had a word from the Father because he never said Anything But what he heard right. the father say and he never did anything but what he saw the father do so right. when he said let us go to the other side right. the word was from God the word was from the father they had the same word. He believed it. He was all in with right. that word. They were not. They thought, no, there's no provision to get to right. the other side. So they took fear on, and they went back to their experience. They went back to worldly philosophy and logic, and what am I seeing with my eyes? They weren't walking by faith. They were walking by sight. And so he all of a sudden walked by faith, yep. and it looks crazy. Then he, see, a person walking by faith and in the rest of God can change the temporary circumstances of the world. And that's exactly what he did. He spoke to the circumstances. Instead of being influenced by the circumstances, Mm -hmm. he influenced them. And so this is the difference between an overcomer and somebody who's more than a conqueror. But it doesn't come just because they get loud to the storm. It comes from a base of, I know who God is. Mm -hmm. I know who I am in the Lord. It comes from that base. And in that base, we can actually stand on our platform, on our foundation of righteousness Mm -hmm. through Christ and declare uh, the authority of God into a situation. And now all of a sudden you take a bad situation, you turn it into good in that way. So the reason why I'm saying that is this. In today's world, in this society, you see multiple things where there's a burden, there's a bondage, Mm -hmm. there's a fear. When you see pressure come on the people... Now you can start to recognize there's no truth in that. There's no freedom in that. God's not in it. And if God's not in it, then our job is to believe a different way. Our job is to go a different way with it. We must understand that God's not in the burden and the bondage. God is in freedom because he is, Jesus was the word made manifest. And if we continue in the word, we'll know the truth and the truth will set us free. There's a big difference between truth and facts. A big difference between truth and facts. Facts are uh, correct from a factual perspective, from right. a trivial perspective, right. but they don't always set you free. Truth right. will always set you free, and that's the difference between the two. Hey, buddy. And buddy hey, says, buddy. Hey, George. <laughs> well, I think, too, that uh, part of it is, you know, when God
1: said that to Moses, hey, is my hand wax short? Yeah. That was rebuked. rebuke. That was like, hey, yeah, what do you mean I, you think I can't do that? And that goes back to the covenant where we were talking about yes. last night. That's where the, the it's going to set you free because... There's blood in that covenant. That's what it's based out of. God made a covenant with God. Yeah. It's unbreakable. Yeah. So there's your confidence going. Well, of course I'm going to get out of this because of this and this. Because God always causes triumph. There's not, except for it's not like a, you know, a clause in there that yeah. get out of get out of it. It's not there at all. It's always there. It's always caused. God is always
3: leading us to triumph. Amen. Amen. So as we're going into this society and into this time, uh, this this is definitely unprecedented times for me. Uh, I've never seen anything like what we're in now. But you start to recognize, okay, wait a minute, that's a bondage, that's a burden, that's not the Lord. And my job, and watch this, go back to Matthew chapter 6. It says, your job is to pray or to declare on the earth that the will of God be done on earth yep. as it is in heaven. Yep. So our job is to declare, no, the freedom of God, the lack of a burden, the yep. lack of a bondage, which is why I was saying that about, no, don't, don't put a bondage on people that aren't even sick or trying to stand in faith and, mm-hmm. and standing in faith each day for healing, and you're going to lock them up, which actually what's happening right now, there's many doctors coming out, Many doctors right now are coming out and uh, they're saying, actually, the things that we've been doing are some of the most unhealthy things that we can do, especially yep. in a long term. When you isolate people to just their little people group, but they don't have interaction with more people, they're going to come yep. out a lockdown more susceptible yep. to every disease, yeah. not just coronavirus yep. and even the mass like the recirculating of the air, things like that. I'm not a doctor, but I'm hearing these reports and reading these reports. That's actually one of the worst things that you could possibly do. And so what you're seeing is, okay... We reacted in fear as a society, but now it's time to start seeing. Don't put these bondages on the people. This is not what God does. God moves people to freedom and freedom from fear as well. He's moving, and here's what we talked about yesterday. We saw something big in the spirit at Passover time this year, something big in the spirit at Resurrection Day on Easter, and I'm telling you, something is going to explode in the spiritual realm which I believe we're going to see in a physical manifestation around Pentecost. Yep. Uh, we're going Absolutely. to see something major Absolutely. shift. And I believe we're going to come out of this, the church and the ones who are going after Christ, we're going to come out of this, the ones who are spending time with him during this period mm-hmm. of time in the upper room, spending time in intimate fellowship. You're going to see the church explode out of this thing in ways like mm-hmm. we've never seen it before in our lifetime. I believe that's on the within a month's period of time we're going to start seeing those changes so. absolutely
1: yeah there was a when I was I'm not a big calendar guy I look at it for tasks and things like that but when I saw that about coming normally that's a it is a, it's a dismiss of okay okay this is coming up but yeah the Holy Spirit drew me right to that and, and I knew that there was a stir in it so when I heard the broadcast yes. about that I was absolutely in agreement absolutely yeah. and
3: as we're talking about it now there's that same stirring hallelujah same stirring that's the confirmation yeah. So what we see here is we see this, uh, you know, we see this bondage and this fear on Ahimelech, the priest. Mm-hmm. Uh, just David showing up is a representation of somebody who's the enemy of King Saul because Saul was making ungodly decisions, and Ahimelech is nervous. Yep. That's a bondage. Learn to recognize the bondages that are the uh, result of decisions of people in power. Uh, in any way. Learn to recognize those lack of freedom. And I'm not just talking about uh, freedoms and how we normally talk about. I'm talking about when people just feel that crunch like on April 15th right. when tax time, oh man, i got to go do right. all of this. Because if you think about it, even with tax time, do you know how easy that would be? All you have to do is have everybody that sells something charge a tax on it, and that the, every business would uphold that, and then there's no pressure on the people sure. at all. There is no tax time. Yep. There is nothing like that. But that for some reason, that's been kept, and it's been a bondage on the people. Free, you know, leaders, governors, you know, congressmen, senators, president. Yep. yep. Set, let my people go. You know, it, it's like. <laughs> Get to the place. If that's such a bondage, do something about it. That's what the Lord would do. And when the godly reign, the people rejoice. But when the ungodly are in power, uh, the people, are, they're, they're burdened, they're sad, and it yeah. doesn't go well. And so we can learn some lessons. So this is a lesson for leaders is recognize when the people are in bondage over certain things chronically and realize there's something there that needs to be changed. Yep. Something needs to be changed. All right. So the person who would be king, leader, president, supervisors, ministers, learn to recognize bondages and a lack of freedom in the lives of people and in their hearts, uh, in their emotions. Learn to recognize these things. Now, it doesn't mean, again, it doesn't mean that every fear is a bondage. So I would say that our flesh would rise up against, you know, keeping the morals of God. Our flesh would say, no, I don't want to keep those morals. That's not a bondage. Keeping the morals will actually set them free because the wages of sin is is death. And so... Uh, the wages of living for Christ is actually fullness of life, yes. but the flesh desires something it shouldn't, and that's yes. a different situation. Uh, people could feel like they're in bondage, but they're actually not. God's trying to get them to a good place. So, in other words, you know, somebody can say, Well, I just really want to go rob that store, and you won't let me rob the store, which they're actually allowing in California right now. Really? Yeah, they will they're not prosecuting anything under eight hundred dollars, right. I think it is. Yep. So you got people yep. walking into stores grabbing seven hundred dollars worth of stuff and walking out yep. like they own the place. Yep.
1: I'm glad crazy. we crazy in California.
3: Crazy. Well that's not the only thing that, that's been going on out <laughs> there. They just said in California they're gonna keep the lockdown through July.
1: Oh wow! They
3: just if they do that, they just killed every small business. Wow! I mean, that's your every small business is gone, done. Wow! For the most part, yeah. Through <laughs> July. Wow. And and they won't let they won't let people go to the beach.
1: That was my next question. Why
3: not go to the beach?
1: I wonder if people from California are going to move.
3: Well, I, I would. I <laughs> would. But, wow. Yeah, well, wow. I have a responsibility to my family. Yeah. So why? So anyway, oh, no. anyway. All right. So let's look at this. The crazy stuff. There's bondages being put on people. Yes. And you have to recognize those. And, that, and that's why I'm talking about it today. That, that's why I'm bringing it up. Because there are certain things as ministers, as watchmen, we need to talk about. So that people will recognize what's actually going on. Right. And a lot of times, you know, the ministers have not been talking about these things. And a lot of times, a lot of ministers have not known these things. But when they don't talk about it, the people don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in history, we see that the pulpit actually is a place where God was able to talk to his people and to get them motivated to do certain things. And uh, one, of those, one of those, what was it called? The army. It was like the Black Coat Army or something like that. It was all the robed ministers in the pulpit right. uh, were actually telling people about right. freedom and they were telling right. them how they should be free and God wants them free. And uh, the powers that be were having a hard time putting into place the things that they wanted to do to right. control people because the people would not have it because the ministers were preaching about freedom. Right, so. because that's what God brings It's exactly what he brings, yeah. Not bondage at all. No, there's no bondage in him. It's freedom. It's freedom. All right, so here he goes. He says, uh, David says, the king's commission. He says, verse 3, Now therefore, what do you have on hand? So David needs some supplies. Give me five loaves of bread or whatever can be found. The priest answered David and said, There is no ordinary bread on hand. But there is consecrated bread if only the young men have kept themselves from women. David answered the priest and said to him, Surely women have been kept from us as previously when I set out and the vessels of the young men were holy. Though it was an ordinary journey, how, how much more then today will, the, will their vessels be holy? In other words, he's saying, look, if you've walked with the Lord, there, God has a supply for you. So here's David, he's on the run, the king's trying to kill him. When you find yourself in these times, make sure that you go and you present yourself as holy, and then there's a provision that's to be laid up for you. God always has provision for his people. When, when the plagues were hitting Egypt, there was a, the land of Goshen where the people of God were. And while the darkness was in Egypt, the light was on in Goshen. The plagues didn't come near that place. God always has a place for his people. But the key is that we stay holy. We talked about it yesterday. In Passover, what did they do? Here's the angel of death passing over. The destroyer is passing over everywhere they have the blood on the door what did god tell them to do go into your house shut the door go into your house shut the door and eat the unleavened bread leaven was always representative of sin so it was saying go in and eat a life without sin in it go in and eat a life without sin He says, and then eat of the lamb. In other words, go in, consecrate yourself. So during this time when these things are going on, make sure that you go in. Lord, if there's anything I need to handle in my life, I want to to handle it now. And then you go in and you say, Lord, I want to eat up this Word. I want to meditate on the Word. I want to pray. I want to worship. I want to uh, let the Holy Spirit lead me in study of the Word and meditation on the Word of God. Lord, show me these things. Eat. In other words, what we're doing is, Jesus, we're eating the Lamb. We're eating Mm -hmm. the Word. We're putting it in so that we are growing strong in the Spirit. And then the next day, comes the Exodus, and all of a sudden there's an explosion out of that place, yep. out of that solitary place. There's an explosion, and when the children of Israel, when the people of God came out, mm-hmm. they were full. They were loaded down with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble amongst them. And you think about that, not one feeble. Not, not one. one. yeah, Not at all.
1: That is amazing. and Going back to verse... I always looked at that as the priest was saying, you know what, I don't have any ordinary bread, but I do have bread. But that bread might not even be good enough. There might be something wrong with it. So he's trying to look for ways not to help David out at all. But David's covenant makes a way for him, and he says the exact right thing, and the priest boom, here you go.
3: Yeah, that's right. Not only that, but this is a bread that was consecrated. Mm -hmm. And uh, generally, it wouldn't be used for these purposes. But here it is. The Lord has laid up a provision and a supply. What does God want to do in this time with you? God wants to take his people, and he wants to break you out into new places. No matter when, can you see the type and shadow here? No matter what you face, whether the king, the people in leadership are trying to kill you, you know, if they're trying to take you back. No matter, just like King Saul here is trying to kill David. No matter if if there's the destroyer coming and wiping out all these people. No, God has a plan to take you out and to take you to a place where you are full of the power of God. You're full of the life of God. You have all provision. You have all of these things that are ready. So, amen. 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 And Kevin says, I wonder how many feeble were, were feeble before the Passover meal and immediate healing occurred. That's yes. a great question. Great question. All right, so verse 6. So the priest gave him consecrated bread, for there was no bread there but the bread of the presence, the presence of God, which was removed before the, from before the Lord in order to put hot bread in place when it was taken away. So there was a bread that was always in the presence of the Lord that was always fresh. Listen, don't settle, leaders, don't settle for stale bread. If all of your testimonies are the revelations that you learned five years ago, a year ago, 10 years ago, that still, even though it was from the Lord then, God has fresh daily bread. Remember, yeah, remember the prayer that Jesus said Give us this day. Daily bread. In other words, we should be believing God for revelation and spiritual food from the word every single day. Don't settle for the stale breadcrumbs of the past. No. Amen. So here he is. He had the bread of the presence, was removed from before the Lord, to put hot bread in its place when it was taken away. Now, one of the servants of Saul was there that day, detained before the Lord, and his name was Doeg. Looks like Dog. Mm, poor guy. and the, the Edomite and the chief of Saul's shepherds David said to Ahimelech, now is there not a spear or a sword on him? for I brought neither my sword nor my weapons with me because the king's matter was urgent so here he is he's fleeing from King Saul remember Saul was going to have him killed Jonathan has warned him he had to flee he doesn't have any, any weapons on him at all So it looks like he's in a bad spot. He's he's fleeing for his life. He doesn't even have a weapon there, Right. right? I love this. I love this. Then the priest said, the sword of Goliath, the Philistine, whom you killed in the valley of Elah, behold, it is wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod. If you would take it for yourself, take it, for there is none other except it here. And David said, there is none like it. Give it to me. Then David arose and fled that day from Saul and went to Achish, king of Gath. Mm-hmm. So what we see here, I, I love this. this. This just makes me so happy. So here it is. David killed the lion yep. and he killed the bear. Yep. And he remembered that when he went to kill Goliath. Yep. And he brought that up. He yep. said, look, if God was with me then, he'll be with me here today to kill Goliath. Right. Now, all of a sudden... Just so happens the place that David goes in the wilderness, the place that he goes in his wilderness time, he comes Mm -hmm. and he says, I would say by the Holy Ghost says, hey, by the way, is there a sword or spear here? And the priest who hadn't brought it up before just happens to go, oh, well, since you asked, let me tell you what is here. The sword of Goliath. In other words, it was God saying the very sword, that God empowered you to take from your enemies, it will yes. be put in your hand today. Yes. A reminder that God is always with you, no matter what you see, no matter what you feel. Yes. The sword of the victory over your enemy, today it is with you. Oh, man. I can feel that. <laughs> can you? Yes, sure, <laughs> can I can. Too. Yes. Man, God has a prep- prepared yes, weapon. Sir. God has prepared things ready for you. See, it's not that God's short. His hand's not short. God's got a path laid out. The question is, are we giving ourselves to faith in God? Are we remembering how God was with us with the lion and the bear? How God saw us through that physical problem, this this financial situation how this was God says look I'll give you a weapon I'll give you a sword and I found this to be true I think when I found situations it's like the Lord always gives me a word he'll give me a rhema word and a live right on time word either scripture or a promise and that word will sustain me it'll be a weapon it's a sharp weapon in my hand and when the devil's trying to put so much pressure on me I just bring out the word of God. And, and I'll see it where all of a sudden, this is the weapon that I needed. Remember when God brought us through this and God brought us through that. Well, if he brought us through that, he'll bring us through this situation today. Amen. So I have, I have a story on that. Do you, you have any fresh? It was, it just goes back to the whole,
1: you know, the, the daily bread, the fresh bread. It's not something that's, you go, okay, I, I remember this happened 20 years ago. It's you know Holy Spirit quickening in your mind. Hey, this this is yeah this is what happened when you trusted me.
3: Yes. So that, that's all I had. Amen. Well, we had a situation uh, some years ago, and we have these actually they happen all the time. This is was such a powerful one where all of a sudden we were sitting there and Nicole and I were believing uh, for the Lord to move us forward. We had moved to Albemarle. Uh, Within a few years, we would start the church, but he had brought us here to start the church and to to raise that up. And we were sitting there, but the decision that he told us to do was illogical. It was completely illogical. Literally, people thought we had lost our minds for doing what we did. But in the middle of that, it looked like According to the wind and the waves of life, it looked like we were going to financially lose it or we, it had the potential of it. We would lose our house, lose the car, lose everything simply because we were selling the company that Man. had provided our income right. and th- we felt like the Lord had told us. In the middle of that, here came a word from the Lord and he said, I've given you this place for many years. I've given you this place for many years. And that word, man, it was a sword. And every time the enemy came and he tried to put pressure on me, every time he came and he tried to put the pressure on me of fear and the pressure of worry and concern and anxiety, right. I would pull that fresh word out from the, from the Lord. And I'd say, no, the Lord has given us this place for many years, and I would beat back that fear and anxiety and worry, and that word would give me the freedom. That's the same kind of thing that David's getting right here. Hey, yes. here's a sword, and there's none like it. Carry this with you, yes. right? Carry this with you. Yep. Wow. I love it. All right, so you want to read, and I'll, uh, I'll stop you if need be. Sure. But uh, let's go. Verse 10.
1: Then David arose and fled that day from Saul and went to Achish, king of Gath. But the servants of Achish said to him, Is this not David the king of the land? Did they not sing of this one as they danced, saying, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands? David took these words to heart and greatly feared Achish, king of Gath. So he disguised his sanity before them and acted insanely in their hands and scribbled on the doors of the gate, and let his saliva run down into his beard. (laughs) Then Akesh said to his servants, Behold, you see the man behaving as a madman? Why do you bring him to me? Do I lack madmen, that you have brought this one to act in the madman in my presence? Shall this one come into my house? So David departed from there, and escaped to the cave of Adullam. And when his brothers and all his father's household heard of it, they went down there to him,
3: Okay, so here's, here's the place where they get to, and here's uh, the king of Achish, and he's basically saying, hey, you're the one that Saul's after. Yeah. And, he, and he's probably fearful of what Saul can do, but he also, he could have just took, took David and turned him in. Mm-hmm. So the Lord helps protect David in that. He shows him, I would say, he shows him what to do. Mm-hmm. He gives him a plan just so he can get out of that place, right. escape from that place, And this is the wisdom of the Lord. Watch for the wisdom of the Lord or the word of the Lord. Uh, Many times you'll see certain things that God will tell you to do. And you might not know why you're doing it. Anybody who would be a leader, anybody who would be a minister, there's many times where the Lord will drop in your spirit, hey, do this. Why are we doing that? You know, Your leaders may say, why are we doing that? i don't know i just have leading i can't tell you how many times that's happened and then i watch it and it just works out i got i got one just while we've had um while we've been in this lockdown Uh, One of the words that the Lord told me, uh, he very specifically gave me a word at the beginning of the lockdown. It was contrary to the logic of what's being said, Mm -hmm. yet it protected our people. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is the kind of stuff you want a leader, you want to be with a leader who understands listening to the Lord even if it doesn't make sense. And they have a history of fruitfulness of following the Lord's leading as well. And uh, so it's very important. Sometimes it'll look logical. Sometimes it'll look illogical. But those are the. A lot of times, what I've found is it's the little things that a leader will say that makes a big difference. So they may be just walking alone. I love Uh the story that we'll get to later with David's mighty men, and he says, "I just wish I could have a drink from the water, you know, over here." And they hear that, and they, and they go and risk their lives yep. just to bring that about, yep. right? But here's what I love. they Are they mighty because they were able to fight through? Or are they mm-hmm. mighty because they understood that even the small words are important on, on their leader's lips? Yep. I've found that many times, I'll be listening to my leaders now, because I've seen this happen. I'll, I'll be sitting there talking with somebody from the church, mm-hmm. and uh, they'll say something, or I'll... They'll say something, and as soon as they say it, I can, I'll speak something, and I'll know. That did not seem like big and a big announcement, what I just said. But I felt the Lord on that. Yep. I felt the Lord, the Lord's hand on that word. I felt his voice on that word. And then I'll watch people and they'll a lot of times, people would just overlook it. They just, they just think that I'm having conversation. And God didn't tell me to say anything more. But if they honor mm-hmm. me, then they'll pay attention to even the small things as their, as their leader. But if they dishonor me, they'll just count it as regular, normal conversation, not really pay attention to it. Right. I can't tell you how many times that has worked out where, they, where people that did it were mm-hmm. in a good position, and people who mm-hmm. didn't do that were in a bad position. Right. And and it was like, yeah. And then the Lord will bring that word up and say, remember when you said this? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Had they listened to that, they wouldn't be in this situation now. Yeah. And uh, y'all had a situation like that with a vacation. Was it last year?
1: Uh, Two years ago, I
3: think. Three years ago? Three. Oh, my goodness.
1: Okay. <laughs> it
3: was a while ago. It was <laughs> the first... Yeah. What was it last year there was something where y'all were planning on going you were planning on going somewhere. Huh?
1: Yeah, we we're gonna to go to Disney World this year in February. So the yeah. one you're thinking of is, is Charleston,
3: I think, and that was our first
1: anniversary. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It, it was Charleston. We were gonna go. There's been a
3: couple of instances. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah.
1: It was uh, we were gonna go we went to Charleston for our honeymoon and we were gonna go back there at the same time to celebrate the honeymoon. And we just had a check. We had been planning it for the entire calendar year. And we were like, man, at that, please correct me if I'm wrong, but it was it was pretty close, too. They were like, you know what, we, we have a check on it. We're not going to do it. We're going to adjust it. And because we adjusted it, there was a big hurricane that went through there. Yeah. And, I mean, we're talking feet of water. Businesses were closed, shut down. In the exact area where we would have been is low ground, and they would have been hit the worst, or they were hit the worst. And we would have been there during that time. Yeah. And that would not have been a fun vacation. Yeah. At all. We would not have been able to honor the time together. And we would have been, it would not have been easy and light. Yeah. (laughs) At all. Yeah. It it would have been very, very difficult. Right. And uh, because we listened to the leading of the Lord and uh, we were able to have a fun vacation at the exact time and it was, it was easy and light.
3: Yeah. Half and course. y'all brought it uh, to us. You said, hey, we, we're checking we and we're praying about this. And, yes. and I think, and I had a check and y'all had a check and it yep. was confirmation to you. Yep. And then, praise God, you had not you know it would've just been a nuisance to you basically mm-hmm. i mean you probably would have gotten refunded but you would have had to step through all of that yeah. stuff yeah. and uh, the lord just saved you the nuisance of it simply by listening in that way yeah. and so i see that all the time i've learned now that when i'm around my leaders mm-hmm. and i know i know that our leader my leaders are saying something i know right. that they are anointed to be my leaders mm-hmm then I will make sure that I pay attention even to the small things they say. I right. am listening. I want to hear even those small things. Because I know the Lord doesn't just always say, thus saith the Lord. That's he exactly doesn't always thinking. say that. Yeah. He doesn't have to. No. The question is, do I honor the yeah. people that God has connected me to yeah. that are anointed to be a leader and anointed to speak over my life? And so yeah. if they'll say something... I'm paying attention to it because I know they're carrying an anointing for me, for me. And that's that's very important. And so you see that here, uh, David, it appears, had some leading in this situation, Mm -hmm. and it helped save him. Mm -hmm. It helped save him from being captured. Uh, It helped save probably that area from any (laughs) trouble as well. And so it looked like crazy. Yeah. It looked crazy. <laughs> you know what he didn't do? He didn't, he didn't defend himself. He didn't get into a fighting match. He that's didn't, a great point. He didn't
1: go, you know yeah. what, this, 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 and this, this. No, he, did, he found the wisdom of the Lord, and he did something that probably he's like, seriously, you want me to do what? Yeah. And that was the exact thing that needed to happen. Yeah,
3: yeah. I, that's a good point. Uh, Marky, come up here and grab a mic and tell that real quick. She said... She said, when I said you should visit Boomerang sometime, that's exactly what I'm talking about. So just come, I don't know where you're going to stand. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that works. Go ahead. Tell them what happened.
2: Um, well... I didn't know you super well. I had only had a few conversations with you, but I knew there was enough to know, hey, I I think the Lord has connected us, and I think the Lord is telling him things and whatever. Um, And so we were talking. Which he was. He was, yeah. We were talking, and just for a second of I don't even know what, just small talk, and you were like, you should come to Boomerang sometime. And I was like, think that might be something. I don't From the Lord, yeah. From the Lord. Yeah. yeah. But it was like you like you've said many times it was it was just this one little yeah, you shouldn't be ring something. Just visit It sometime. was,
3: yeah. All right, so be thinking about what that did for you once you were obedient because it wasn't just me saying it. The Lord was speaking through me and I knew he was speaking through me. I knew it when I said it. But when you were obedient to that, be thinking about how how everything has changed since that period of time and how the things God has done. But the foundation of the story is this, is that you and I met at a camp meeting years ago, and immediately uh, the Lord just put you on my and Nicole's heart. I, I went home, and I was there, I think I was there with one other person that year. Any, anyway, so I get home, and I say, look, there's some uh, girl up there, And um, I had no idea how old you were or anything like that. I was like, but I really sensed the heart of the Lord for her. And like, I feel led to pray for her. And Nicole said, I do too. And I don't even know who she is. But as you're speaking, I can feel the I can feel the will of God to pray for this, for this girl. And so we started praying. She never even met you, but we would pray. And I'd, I'd, show, um, I'd show her like at, when you were down at uh, Pastor Rodney's. I'd say, hey, that's Marky right there. And uh, she said, yeah, and we'd be praying for you. We'd be lifting you up. That was happening for years. And then this day that she's talking about, this was a year ago, um, this day... There was uh, Pastor Merrick preached that morning, and man, what a message, what a message. I think everybody got born again again, and uh, it it was quite a message. It was powerful. Everybody was crying. It was just a powerful message. Well, I didn't know she had been greatly moved by God in that service, and she had made a commitment. What was the commitment you had told God, or what was the decision you had made that morning?
2: basically just a new consecration to whatever he had for me and I told the Lord um, I feel like I've wasted some time and I and I told the Lord I don't ever want to waste time again whatever you want to do in my life do it quickly
3: yeah do it quickly do it quickly and I'm and you were basically saying whatever you tell me to do I'm gonna I'm gonna do all right so fast forward to about an hour later uh, we went to go eat lunch. Every, all the people, all the ministers meet and eat in one place in a, in like a gymnasium. Okay. And so we were meeting there. It's at Ted Sheldsworth Seniors Camp Meet is where we were at. And uh, we went up there to eat and I passed by you. And I just instant, I forget how the conversation, but I could tell very quickly the Lord was moving on you. I could tell that he was moving on you. And so right then you were telling me a little bit and I said, you should come and visit Boomerang sometime. And I knew when I said it, I knew when I said it, mm-hmm. that was the Lord speaking. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I went, and see, that's the kind of stuff most people will skip over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, you should come and visit Boomerang sometime. Mm-hmm. And I knew, but most people, they don't honor like that. They don't hear stuff like that because they're more tuned in to the flesh than the spiritual things. I knew the Lord had spoken part of that. But... I've said things like that over the years that I knew God said. Hardly anybody's ever taken me up on stuff like that. And very few people actually listen to things like that. And so that's why you want to pay attention to somebody right. who's dealing in fruitfulness of what God has said. And you should pay attention to those little things they say. And so uh, you heard that. I knew it was of the Lord. I knew you were supposed to come. And I said, just you know, come for a week or two and just hang out and see what the Lord says right? A week or two. A week or two. (laughs) One year later. (laughs) One year
2: later I'm wearing a North Carolina shirt. (laughs) That's awesome.
3: I didn't even realize. So here's the thing and so two days later after that two days later she was in North Carolina Mm -hmm. and uh, well or we talked how that was on Friday. You Mm -hmm. were there the next week.
2: It was um yeah, it was just from uh, from West Virginia um, going to wherever, and you guys were on the way, and I was like, "They're on the way to where I was going," and I'm like, "I don't think this is yeah. a coincidence. <laughs> I want to go now."
3: Yeah, you called. You called like two days later, or something like or that. I
2: message I messaged you yeah. guys basically. And, yeah, and then you called, and then we talked on the phone.
3: Okay, and so, and then all of a sudden, uh, she's down there. The next week, within days, she's down there and she hangs out. You're there for uh, several weeks, and then we went down to Florida, and God confirmed to you over 10 different ways. Over 10 different ways, you're supposed to stay there. You know, you're supposed to stay there. And so now, what's happened in that period of time? And again, all this goes back to a small word of the Lord. that most people would say, oh, yeah, okay, that was nice. That was nice that he invited me, you know. Not knowing and not honoring and esteeming, but you would just ask the Lord, Lord, do a quick work. An hour later, that word comes, but it was small. It was small.
2: Yeah, and I, like, I had just gotten out of Bible school. um, In the setting, I'm with a bunch of ministers, and I had someone tell me, you know, they're just trying to, you know, basically get a position filled in their church. That's what this is. It's oh, just yeah. basically okay. that you were just they're just trying to get a position filled.
3: Said or, that. No, it I'm doesn't, it no. doesn't no. matter. No. Said we'll it. talk later. <laughs> no, don't don't tell me. Don't tell me. But no, that was like the exact opposite. Yeah. But like in the but
2: natural, it's like, okay, I'm with a I'm in a room full of pastors. Yeah. I'm out of Bible school. I wanna be in ministry. A pastor says, "Hey, you should visit my church." Yeah. Oh, that could be seen as, "Oh, they're just sure, yeah. they just position yep. filled. They're very yeah. they're, it wasn't like this supernatural. You came from the sky. It was just you. Yeah. You should come to my church. You know.
3: Yeah. But
2: yeah, um, yeah, it's
3: and so what? So then you come here, and then all of a sudden you. Uh, go to some people that have very much had a good godly influence mm-hmm. in your life. You start seeing the confirmations, mm-hmm. and um, even one pastor mm-hmm. uh, Pastor lois mm-hmm. th- that watches on a regular basis she could just see the difference in you instantly like yeah. it, you just I been yeah.
2: here i 'd been here like maybe a month yeah when we went back to Florida to and Tampa. I saw her, and she said that I was she was my pastor she was my I was submitted to her so she knew me very well and she said after being here about a month she said I was like a different person
3: wow Wow. Wow. so what has I mean just give them a testimony okay so here's this this commitment of your heart Mm -hmm. all of a sudden Quickly God gives you a small word that doesn't look that big. It can even look like logically we were trying to get an yeah. advantage in that way. That's what it could look like. But see, what I knew was the Lord has connected this lady for years now. I you know, we've been praying. When that happens to me, like it was the same thing with you. Right. It was the same thing with you. When we met, I instantly started praying for you and lifting you up and, and I had no idea that we would have the future that we have now but I knew that God had a plan because it's like he imprinted you on my heart. And that was same way with you, same way with Barrett. You know, these, these are things instantly you were imprinted on my heart. And I knew that we were supposed to have future together in the kingdom of God. And so since that period of time, uh, just, you know, tell them just real quickly, just the testimony of things that have happened and how you've, how you've grown and things like that when you were obedient to that small thing that can look illogical
2: yeah um i mean i've i've been around i've been to many churches i've been around many pastors and but I have never experienced what I have until I got here um it's really it's kind of hard to put into words because it's like it's my whole world completely changed. Everything changed. Everything went up. Um, there were questions and things that I did. I thought I was just the only one that was, oh, well, I want this or I have questions about this and I got here. And it was just like, they're like my people. Like they understand where I want to go and they know right. how to help me get there. And as far as like my calling, as far as what. God has planned for me, I would never have stepped into it if I hadn't come here. Um, I think God would have been merciful and would have helped me do some things, but it wouldn't have been the same as if I came here. Like being in the perfect will of God is different than just, oh, he has mercy and will help you, you know, with things. But here, I know it's the perfect will of God. I know it's what he has had planned. And every area of my life has gone up every single area even areas of my life that aren't even here like for instance my relationships back home or my family my friends they've all changed just from me being here as a indirect result everything has changed everything has gone up Um,
3: and see now that wouldn't work for everybody being here that's because not everybody is called to be placed So that's not what she's saying. The key is that when God does move and speak, obedience to his word is what is important. That's what makes a huge difference. And um, that's awesome. You know, praise God. And we praise God that you that you listened and you heard that and uh, heard what the Lord wanted you to do because it made it made a huge difference in your life. That's a blessing to us to see your life go to those levels. You know, same thing with you guys and Barrett had a similar experience in that as well. So, Amen. Good job, <laughs> thank you. So those words are so important that we pay attention to and that we honor, even if it doesn't make uh, good sense to us all the time. Um, you had you had a situation where you you believed what was it for a year that I had I, I was wrong on the yeah you know, yeah you know, whatever you feel led but. As you listen to those things, we're not just talking about what I may say. Uh, we're talking about what is God saying and how does he get those things to people. Many. It's not just always us sitting in a room and God speaks words and we hear them. It can be, he says this in Galatians 3.8, he preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham saying, through you all the nations will be blessed. So we see many times God blesses people through other people, yep. and a lot of that has to do with our planting and uh, where the Lord plants us and what God has planned uh, for us in that way. Yep. This is what many people miss in their leadership, or they'll start out this way, but they don't continue in this way. I'm I'm excited when I get to talk to my leaders and hear what they have to say, but you, you can share whatever you feel like would help people on that story. Well,
1: I think that uh... I, was, I went into it biasly, and in my head, and my logic, I had reasoned myself into it, into a pretty hardened position, and I said, okay, this is, it's going to be this way or the highway. It seemed godly. Yeah, absolutely, and it wasn't because it wasn't defiance, like, I'm not going to do this, or I'm going to go rob a bank, and you can't tell me no. It was, it was very much a, everything in the world, hey, this looks to be the right thing to do. Um, everything that people were saying, saying, yeah. hey, this seems to be the right thing to do. And it was very much a, my wife was saying, I don't have peace about this at all. You were saying, I don't have peace about this at all. Pastor Nicole was saying the same thing. But you were ready to go. Yeah, I was absolutely ready to go. Everybody else, and if I'm looking for confirmation, you know, then the world's going to send me that confirmation. And so, you know, it was very much a, hey, I'm going to go ahead and do this. My wife has to come and do it with me because we're one. And she needs to love me and listen to me, and that's how this is going to work. I'm going to make the decision, and all of a sudden, everything seems to be flowing in the exact opposite of what it should because it's not easy and light. Yeah. Everything is a burden. Everything is a fight. Everything is a struggle. And so we once again sat there and said, all right, I reevaluated and said, if I, am I really, truly submitted? Am right. I really, truly – and you, you make that hard look – into your heart, into yourself, and go, am I truly submitted? Because true submission is going against what you feel, and it's being submitted. It's obeying. That's what submission means in one way, is obeying. And so we said, all right. And you had said that you had thrown it away too. All right, yeah. you know what? Yeah. If you're not supposed to do this, that's fine. If you are supposed to do that, that's fine. I'm going to re, you know, re-look at it again, revisit it. And that's what I did. And, I, you know, everybody else is saying, well, you need to not do this except for the people of God, except for the people who are submitted, except for the people that were listening and said that had the fruit and said, you know what, go ahead. Um, And so we, we ended up staying um, in the will of God. And the fruit is an absolutely abounding in that. And then a year later, I said, all right, clearly I was off, but you couldn't tell me that because the more you told me that I was wrong, the more I was like, no, I'm not. I'm absolutely right. What are you talking about? And so now you you weren't telling me that no at no that time, no right? no but there there was you know <laughs> i was in a hard i was in a hardened position because my heart had been hardened yeah. towards this way yeah this is it's going to be this way and so a year later i'm that the whole year i'm going through all right these are th- this is the fruit 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 of good fruit on the fact that i was wrong so how could i have been so biased towards it what did i miss yeah. How could I have done that? Was I really wrong? And it clearly I was, and I had missed it in that area. And so it was after that, it was, okay, if I was so strong in that one thing that was a huge thing, but that one thing, where else could I have missed it along the way in those small little conversations, in those small little you know nuggets that are out here? Are yeah. you sure you want to do that? Are you sure you want to watch that movie or listen to that song? Because then... Whatever gets in here, here gets in here. Yeah. So then you have to deal with that later, and your life is a lot easier if you don't de- have to deal with some of that stuff. Just like you were saying the other day. Yeah. So it was very much a, sub- a very much a life lesson in submission and planting, um, because our relationship was very similar to that. Is we met before I actually came
3: here. Yeah, years before.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, I remember I was about to join a church that was local to where I was, and the Holy Spirit, in a small, you know, conversation, hey, you promised you promised Pastor Brian that you'd go and visit his church. He offered at a lunch in another location saying, hey, why don't you come visit uh, me and Charlotte? And you know, I have yeah. a church in there, which is two hours away from where I was. And I said, you know what, before I commit to this church local, let me go and visit this. Yeah, you know, And the Holy Spirit you know, was showing me to do that. And so I said, all right. So I texted you, hey, do you mind if I...
3: Come yeah. To church that night,
1: and I didn't know that Barrett was waiting for me, you know, Holy Spirit did. But what if I
3: had said no? And you live two hours away and you yeah. had a job there, you know, all yeah. I'm expecting you to do is just, you know, come have a nice visit, right? You know, just and keep keep relationship basically. Right. That was basically it, yeah. yeah. But imagine if
1: I would have said, I appreciate the offer, thanks, I'm going to this other church, you know, in the world, I'd be like, All right, yeah, yeah, but I would have missed out on our relationship, I would have missed out on everything that god has i would have absolutely missed out on my wife my beautiful blushing bride that is down on the other side of the camera you can't see her um but you see her all the time in front of here and what a great role model she is for others and for other young women the obedience that she has and the stepping on in faith that she's done is awesome i i don't know if words can really say that but what if she would have said no what yeah. if she would have said no this doesn't make sense i'm going to stay in maine her and i would have never met yeah you know it's that same principle it goes back to that small conversation of yeah hey why don't you why don't you do this or hey you know and it's not the holy spirit and go you need to go to this church because your life is going to be this way now and you're going to meet the woman that you've yeah. been waiting for and all these things no it was hey you need to do this just like that it was a, yeah yeah it was a it wasn't a booming
3: sound it was no burning bush it was a
1: are you esteeming so then- what i'm saying
3: then you had some words in that process that sounded, sounded crazy. So yep. you see David here acting crazy, yep. right, in front of other people. Yep. There's things that the Lord will have you to do that seem crazy. Now, the key is get confirmation, You know, don't, don't just go jump on the crazy train because, oh, that's what (laughs) David did. You know, get confirmation, especially from people that you're connected to. But you had a little thing that seemed kind of out there, Mm -hmm. but multiple times where the Lord was leading you. And now the fruit of it is because Mm -hmm. you came back to me a year after you made the decision to stay here. Mm -hmm. And um, you said, you know what, I've, I need to basically apologize to your opinion or something. Yeah. You said, you were right. Mm-hmm. You were right. I was completely off. I can see it so clearly. And now there's fruit in my life of godliness. Right. And the fruit is going up. And it, it doesn't make sense to most of what was being said to me. But now I see it. God right. moved in it. The same thing with Marky. Same thing with Barrett. Same thing with so many people here, is these right. These little things either cause our life to turn up or turn Mm -hmm. down, but many times we're not paying attention to these things because our intimacy with God has been suffering. And so when he gives that little breath of, Mm -hmm. no, you need to go over there, you know, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden we're not ready to receive it or we just discount it as it's small because we're not in a position of honoring other uh, leaders in our lives. Or, you know, we just say, no, that just sounds crazy, and we throw it away, mm-hmm. and we miss a moment. There's a, there is a timing. One of the things, when as Marky was up here, was there's a mm-hmm. timing to God. And yeah, God is merciful, but he has a perfect timing. Yep. He has a perfect timing, and if we'll pay attention to it. So in these stories, of course, not everybody's called to, to be here at Boomerang. That's not what we're talking about. The key is God will be speaking to you just like He cared about David, just like He cares about George, just like He cared about Marky, just like He cares about every person. He cares about you. Yep. And God will That's be good. speaking these yep. things, seeking to get you into a place where He can bless you. In the time His timing to get you in those places where He can bless you abundantly, above more than you yes. can ask or think. He wants to overflow your life and you overflow into the lives of others. But it's dependent on are we honoring Him? Right. And are we willing to put ourselves on the line? Yeah. You know, to move into the freedom of God, we must live by faith, not by sight. And that means it's not always going to be logical. Sometimes it's going to look crazy in front of other people. Get confirmation on that. You had plenty of confirmation. Marky had plenty of confirmation. Get confirmation before you jump on the crazy train. Right. But get those confirmations. Uh, you know, a lot of times people will see, you know, they, they'll see what I'm doing and it may look like it's crazy. What they don't see is the months I spent before that right. praying in the Holy Ghost, right. and I know I know that I'm supposed to be doing this. Right. I know what I'm saying here, and I know it looks crazy to some, but that's the thing, pray it out. Yep. You get Pray it out for months. Pray in the Holy Ghost a lot. Praying out the mysteries of God and see those things. So I saw earlier, uh, Priscilla, Donated some. Thank you so much, Priscilla. She's sitting in here for that uh, sewing into the gospel. Uh, but listen, those things, and some that can be, it can be like that. I've had times where God told me to give and it looked crazy what I was doing. Uh, maybe it was crazy because it was a lot. Maybe it was crazy because of the person. But sometimes He's saying, I want to open up something for you. I want to break something yeah. loose for you. And it's, it, Sometimes it doesn't have to do with the person or the ministry. It has to do with you and where you're at. And it's like unlocking something so that he could get open up a room for God to feel you yeah. know, in your life. Yep. And so we many times the Lord is doing that thing in giving. He's doing those things in where we're planted at. He's doing those things all over our lives. The question is, are we paying attention? Are we honoring? Are we looking with eyes of faith? Are we looking with eyes of sight? And so right here, I believe David was saved because he did something that made him literally look crazy. But I believe he was saved because of it. It was the wisdom of God. And uh, so, you know, Jesus standing on the cliff. They're getting ready to throw him over the cliff. And the Holy Spirit, uh, the Father, guides him and says, you know, just walk through the crowd. Well, who would walk into the crowd that wants to throw you over the cliff? That looks illogical. Yet he just walked between them. Wasn't even harmed. Just this supernatural, illogical stuff God was protecting. So we have to be ready. We want our relationship to be on that level that we can hear from God clearly and we want our relationship to be... See, Mm -hmm. what would have happened in your situation had you not had relationship with Barrett and with us as pastors? You would have gone and done what God didn't want you to do and you would have missed out on all the blessings that have happened uh, contrary to that. So relationships with the Father and with people play a huge role. And a lot of times people want to have one or the other. They want to have like all relationship with right. God and none with people or right. all relationship with people and yeah. none with God. We're designed to have both. And without both, we will be out of balance in those areas. We need both. And that's the that's the way God designed it in his way is holy. Yep. So... Praise God that you had those relationships basically to say, hey, here's what, here's what needs to happen. This is what I believe. And mm-hmm. here's the thing. He didn't have to do it. Mm-hmm. Our heart would have been hurt and miss him, and uh, but God would have provided for us in a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he didn't have to. There's many times, I can't tell you how many times... We've seen what God wanted to do in people's lives, and we knew, but they didn't follow it through. And it was painful to us because we knew God had a better plan. But, you know, God will provide for you if that happens. And don't let somebody else's mistake keep you from the goodness of God and walking in the fullness of God for the people around you. So as a leader, make sure that somebody else's wrong decision... doesn't now take away from the other people that you're supposed to lead by letting that discourage you and get you to the place where you don't even, I don't trust people anymore, so I'm just holding everybody at, at a distance. And now what you literally do is take the sins of one and apply it to the masses. Don't do that. That's not how a leader is supposed to act. But it all stems from intimacy. We need to have fellowship and intimacy with one another. But we also need to have, most importantly, intimacy with the Father. So everything you need, Acts 17, 28, in Him we live and move and have our being. In Him we live and move and have our being. In Him, in Him, in Him, in Him. him. Is our relationship, yours and mine, is our relationship today in him where it could be? Not, not where we think it should be, where it could be according to God's thinking. I don't think anybody watching could, could say that our relationship with him is at its pinnacle, is at its peak. So let's, no. say, let's say you and I, we decide today, let's get it to its peak. So just pray with me. Say Father. Father. Today. 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 I want to move my relationship higher. I want to move my relationship higher. Jesus, you're the Lord of my life. Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. And I will do what you ask me to do. And I will do what you ask me to do. I trust you. I trust you. I put my life in your hands. I put my life in your hands. And I will not live my life, and I will not live my life according to my flesh. According to my flesh. But I will live my life according to what you want. But I will live my life according to what you want. Knowing that everything you ask me to do, knowing that everything you asked me to do will, will always lead me to increase. Will always lead me to increase. Victory and opportunity. Victory and opportunity. So, Lord, I'll do what you ask. So, Lord, I will do what you ask. I put down sin. I put down sin. I renounce sin in my life. I renounce sin in my life. And I worship you. And I worship you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. For your goodness. For your goodness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For your love. For your love. For taking my sin. For taking my sin. To the cross and the grave. To the cross and the grave. And burying it there. And burying it there. And I believe and I believe that the father brought Jesus back to life. That the father brought Jesus back to life. And when he raised him up out of that grave. And when he raised him
1: up from that grave.
3: He raised me up with him. He raised me up with him. And no longer. And no longer am I in that place of death. Am I in that place of death? But according to the Bible, but according to the Bible, I'm seated with Him. I am seated with in Him in heavenly places. In heavenly places, Jesus, I ask you. Jesus, I ask you, baptize me. Baptize me with the Holy Spirit. With the Holy Spirit, and baptize me with fire. And baptize me with fire that I can live. That I can live in the fellowship. In the fellowship and the intimacy. And the intimacy. That's possible with you. That's possible with you. The fullness of it. The fullness of it. And nothing short of it. And nothing short of it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Show me where to go. Show me where to go. Show me what to do. Show me what to do. And strengthen me. And strengthen me. To get there. To get there. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. If you said that prayer with us today, uh, whether it was maybe you were saying it for the first time or you were saying it for the first time in a long time, and you know I needed to say that, send us a message, send us something. I needed to pray that prayer today. Let us know about it. We're praying for you and lifting you up, and we love you. We want to see the greatest of things happen in your life. Hey, Melissa Billingsley, good to see you. We love you. Uh, Now, what I want you to see today is that many times the devil in the world is putting us in bondage and he's trying to hold us in that place, Mm -hmm. but never is God keeping you there. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. And he's leading you to the place of complete freedom. If we will know the word, study the word to show ourselves approved. Get in intimacy with God. When I say intimacy and fellowship with God, I'm literally talking about knowing him like you would know your spouse. I'm talking about an intimacy with him. Ways of that intimacy are simply times in prayer, times in praise and worship to God, and times in the word and just times where you're just sitting in the presence of God meditating on him thinking on him imagine imagine yourself sitting in the throne room of God at his feet just like Mary was at the feet of Jesus in their house there just sitting and just receiving from him sometimes just sitting you know sometimes i want to take luke and i just you know i'll do it every now and then just make him But uh, I'll just grab him, and he tries to squirm and get up. I'm like, nope, you're sitting here for a little bit. You're just going to sit with me. Well, I imagine God wants that time with us where we just go and say, Lord, here I am. And we're waiting on the Lord like a waiter waits on the table. Whatever you need, I'm here for you, Lord. I'm here for you. This is intimacy. This is fellowship. Prayer, praise and worship, the word, and just waiting on God. Let that be an everyday piece of your life where you're just waiting on Him. You know, just yesterday, I just started, I I put on one particular song, I started praising and worshiping Him. Man, within seconds, the Lord had just flooded me. And I was walking with it all day long. I was having a hard time not crying all day. And uh, then we got into covenant, and oh my goodness, that just, that takes me to another place every time. But time with the Lord is so precious, and in Him... We have life to the full till it overflows. And that's where he can tell you those small things. that might look crazy to the world, but they'll take you to the places of his salvation. They'll take you to those places. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. You believe it? Yes, sir. Hallelujah. (laughs) <laughs> Listen, we love you uh, as always. This broadcast uh, it doesn't cost you anything, but there's some people that the Lord uh, He writes it on their heart to give. If you would like to give uh, on Facebook, you can put hashtag donate and the amount you'd like to give after that, without spaces, and uh, or you, anybody can just go to givebc.org and uh, we love you. Yeah, it's right, right. That's cool. I always want to do that. You always wanted to well, have it Right it. I'm not there. Get in your way. There you go. So if you'd like to give, if you'd like to be a part of sowing the gospel and the good news into people's lives, you're welcome to join with us and partner with us by giving in that way. Uh, we're doing live broadcasts every day. I'm also seeking to do uh, a minute or two message each day, uh, the daily encouragements. And uh, today, I've got to find out, I haven't done a Wednesday one, so I'm thinking about I have Monday minute, mm-hmm. Tuesday two, mm-hmm. Thursday three, right. Friday five, right. and Saturday seconds. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Wednesday. You need a Wednesday one. I need a Wednesday. But Wednesday what? <laughs> Wednesday what? <laughs> or a Wednesday word. There you go. A Wednesday word. That's what I thought. Ah, uh, praise God, Melissa. She said, yes, yes, yes. I needed yeah. that word today. Hallelujah. Yeah. That is awesome. Praise, see, the yeah. Lord knows what we need. The question mm-hmm. is, are, see a lot of times this is another thing. We're talking about small words. Many times the very answer that we need mm-hmm. for what we're, for what we need, mm-hmm. he's given it. We just mm-hmm. override that small voice that says, "Hey, turn, tune in into the what's right broadcast yep. today?" you know. We'll miss it. I I can't tell you how many times I've been talking about something, and a day or two later somebody comes to me and says, hey, uh, I need this, I need this, will you pray over this? And I'm like, did you listen two days ago? Well, no, I was too busy. Well, we just talked about what you need actually two days ago. Had you been listening to that, you might already be in the solution today instead of asking me for prayer. I cannot tell you how many times that's happened because Mm -hmm. the place where you're planted uh, the place where God has you partner with those are the places where there's a supply for you and I'm asking the Lord every single day Lord give me a fresh word to every person that's partnered with us at Boomerang at What's Right give me a fresh word every day for them something they need today so Melissa your comment really really blesses me that's I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. And also, tell Van I said hello to, we love you guys. Nicole and I love you all very much. We really enjoyed our time with you at the end of the year last year when we were able to have dinner. That was nice. Uh, Priscilla says, winning on Wednesday. That's That's a good good one. (laughs) Amen. Glory to God. Rebecca said, this was really good. I really like hearing Marky's testimony of coming here. I do, too. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. Mm -hmm. Barrett had a very similar testimony, not quite the same, but very similar in the Lord like that. And uh, we just praise God. When he makes connections, you know, everybody, like I said, he's not wanting everybody to come to Boomerang. They have places all over the world that the Lord has. Uh, But when you have somebody that's actually, you know, they're supposed to be there, when you know they're supposed to be there, it's... uh, it's a, it's a great thing. It's such mm-hmm. a great connection in that way. So, hallelujah. Well, we love you. Have a great, great day. Thank you so much for everybody who was giving. Uh, and we just, right now, Father, anybody that anyth- anything that anybody gave, uh, just join with me your faith on this. Right now, Lord, anything that anybody gave, Father, let it be blessed, yes. pressed down, shaken mm-hmm. together, and running over. Lord, may the harvest come up strong, full, and heavily multiplied in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for it. We ask you, Lord, right now, let it be a supernatural multiplication on whatever was given, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We love you. Have a great, great day. See you tomorrow at noon. Lunch plus. You got your lunch, and then this is the plus. Amen. Amen. We love you. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for being here today. Yes, sir. (laughs) My pleasure. Bye.
1: No, then,
2: oh, then i no